This is the outer rim job. Hey guys, welcome back. We got episode 13 of the Outer Rim Job. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to go to the glory hole. And there we're going to finish up some of the Outer Rim upgrades that we mentioned in the last one. We're also going to kind of touch on the Canadian, German, and Euro Nationals, even though we're not quite sure much of what happened. We have like general ideas. And also Nova, uh, the day we're recording is Thursday. And Nova finished up today, and they have top eight on Saturday. And we know some stuff about those, and they have some interesting lists in there to talk about. Uh, from there, we're going to go to Dodonna's Schoolhouse, and there um, we're going to talk about a new way to give you guys content. We're doing some tutorials, uh, so to speak, on the new rim, outer rim objectives. Uh, and then after that, we're going to give you guys some list ideas, things we've been uh, uh, kicking around. Uh, with all the new stuff, SSD, um, outer rim, we think it's really going to change a lot of aspects of the game. Not to mention the fucking Starhawk and Onager, which is on its way. Uh, and then from there, we're going to go to How My Rim Taste. Dane's going to talk about his Gen Con experience since he's here today. And then, What's up, guys? Yeah, and then we're going to go to Current Hole, but not my bottom bitch. And as always, we're not going to talk about much Armada stuff there. We're just going to go through some shit we've been doing otherwise. Uh, little show note, we are all at different locations. We're going back to that. We're trying it again, and we're on Discord this time, and maybe some better mics mixed in. So if it sounds a little wonky or whatever, that could be the reason. If it sounds like total shit, let us know, and we'll... Probably just make sure we all get back in the same room again. But uh, on today's episode, I'm here. This is Dane. This is Alpha Matt. This is Matt Prime. This is Brian. <laughs> and Brian's driving home from work right now, so he might sound like <laughs> yeah. the most, most booty. But yeah, so if he's in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can actually hear him, though, which is new. Yeah, that's odd. To hold your phone up. And do this and drink while you're driving. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to do all of them. But I, I got off 20 minutes ago, so I mean, I haven't stopped me. Well, hey, if you need to let go of the wheel so you can, like, take a sip, like, you know, be safe. Don't yeah. drop your beer. Yeah, right. be careful with it. And it's just use nice your knees to drink. That's what I do. Yeah. You could spill it, and then it would be really cold on your balls. That could be really bad. Well, but then if I get pulled over, my car is going to like beer, so. Yeah. Yeah, you that's a real bummer. So the smell goes away. I don't throw the can out the window. Yeah, don't tell us about your problems. Just drive fast and take chances. Boy, help. All right. Hey, let's get moving. Out of the episode. The Emperor's made a critical error, and the time for our attack has come. I'm gonna blow my load at the glory Here we are. We're staring deep into the glory hole. And in that glory hole, we are gazing at finishing up some of the rim objectives. Matt Prime is going to drive this uh, conversation because, um, honestly, the rest of us don't really remember what we talked about last episode. But Matt Prime is a, is a real sweetheart, and he went back and checked it, so we're not going over the same shit again. So take it away, Prime. All right, yeah, we got 
We got a whole slew of uh, upgrades, some new squadrons. Uh, so we're going to dive into some of those. We we did get new objectives. We're going to touch on that a little bit later, though. Um, so for the squadrons, kind of like how the Corellian uh, conflict, we got new like aces and unique options for the uh, like the squadron one packs. This one gave us new options for the rogues and villains. So your your twenty three hundred, the YT twenty four hundred, the thirteen hundred, jump master, fire spray, all those. They all got new options, and then just kind of like a good spread of um, some officers, a couple new titles. Uh, yeah, so we're just gonna dive into it. So first, uh, like one of the Let's ones that do it. Yeah, do we got it. Just because it, it's uh, it's one of its kind and it's kind of a new thing still is uh, we got a new fleet command. Take a ev take evasive action. Six points. Yeah, I love this card. So take evasive action. At the start of the ship phase, you can discard this card or spend a navigate token. If you do until the end of the round, each friendly ship may increase the last yaw value of its current speed by one during the determined course step. Six points. Talk about it, Alpha. So, um, extra yaw is always good. You can use this to unlock the uh, 90 degree turning Jerjerod SSD mm -hmm. with a uh, navigate command, among other things. Yeah, uh, it's, just, it's just always useful, right? Because some of these fleet commands, you look at the one, I, I think it's called Shields to Max, one that lets you raise your shield. If you're playing against a good player, they're going to be focusing down your ships anyway, right? So that's not useful across your entire fleet. But an extra click on your last uh, on your last click, that's always going to be useful across your entire fleet. So it's a good value at uh, six points. I kind of feel mm -hmm. after the Intensify forward Firepower, this one will probably see the most use. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, I think they kind of realized the uh, other Navigate one probably wasn't really getting it done. So we needed a, a better one. Yeah, entrapment formation isn't horrible, but again, like you, you, with the fleet command, you want to be using it across your entire fleet every time you're activating it, or you're not getting much value out of it. You might as well be using comsnet or something like that. So uh, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, you don't need those nav tokens to just change speed all I that think often. This is, besides intensify uh, like firepower, this one like lets you do something that the command token normally doesn't do right yeah that's a really good point evasive action or whatever like that just changes your speed which you can do with the token anyway and what does the squadron do is it just let you activate an extra squadron yeah uh no they get yeah. one speed okay. oh yeah that's right which is another thing so that, yeah it doesn't let you do too. but um yeah getting an extra click of yaw yeah, I think you're probably going to see this a lot more in Imperial fleets. I mean, I could see this as like a double Simon list. You know, if you two Simons, Jerry and this, and you don't even need nav commands, you could turn all over the place. That would be pretty dope, just to go speed two. And you could kind of like almost think of like a fish moving through water, like doing jukes really hard, left, right, left, right. Yeah. It's also going to be good to have on uh, on a command SSD if you're taking like Sloan or something that wants to be pumping out other commands. Like you can use your squadron command and still get a click of yaw. Mm -hmm. It could be big. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, if you can get it on with, with VSDs, it'd be helpful. 
you know, I mean, I know we have Harrow now, but even still, you know, if you want to, if you want to use more than one, maybe Joe will use this for, for his VSD fleet. <laughs> his VSD exclusive fleet. Yeah. Although you can't get a fleet command in VSD. But yeah, you need at least a Cymoon. You need, yeah, you need, you need one. Chimera. Yeah. Yeah, Chimera <laughs> would do it too. But that's an ISD still. Yeah. Yep. That's too yep. fancy for him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can see this being used. I mean, for the Rebels, I feel like it's not as useful. A lot of their ships have double yaw at their last click anyway. Or they're uh, maybe, just not as dependent on maneuvering like a like a pickle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I could see maybe like maybe liberties, but the problem is then you got to get a Pelta, and the Pelta just sucks so much. Like, well, you could take a CR ninety. Oh yeah, I guess, but then you can only use it once. Yeah, so that's yeah. a, a nice segue. So the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, mm-hmm. new uh, CR90 title, Liberator. For two points, you gain a fleet command icon in your upgrade bar. You cannot equip this card if you have a fleet command icon in your upgrade bar. And you cannot spend a command token to resolve the uh, upgrade's effect. So you have to discard yeah, I can see this being. I, I feel like the only use for this is intensify firepower in like a like an Akbar list or just any you know MC, MSU type list, right? Or maybe to yeah. get your bombers in real close. I mean, okay, I could see it for this. The yeah, for the squadron one too. That I can definitely see that. Yeah, whatever. just just get all fighters follow me off once. Yeah, I, I don't see using. Honestly, you, that's all. I'll use all fighters follow me for anyways. Use it for like a, the one turn to get him into position. Right. I mean that one. If you have to discard it, I could see entrapment formation being good for that. Yeah, if like Just everybody. Everything to change its speed right off the bat. Yeah, and especially in like an MSU list where you don't have you know the ability to store a bunch of tokens. Yeah, I yeah. think it, I, I think it's a I think it's a decent <laughs> title, and I think it will see a lot of use. I've actually used it. Uh, yeah, and it's before. cheap too. I mean, it's only two points, yeah. right? Yeah, the value's good. Yeah, well, it ends up costing like eight points with the six point whatever you're getting. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a nice little addition, and you're not forced to take a Pelta for the one turn. You really need that fleet command. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. What's the next one? Uh, so now we're going to get into uh, a couple of the officers that have come out. So first one we got is uh, Captain Rex for the Rebels. For five points, he starts with so Squadron Command. In the little squadron symbol. You can choose one enemy ship at close range. That ship gains a raid token of your choice. And then, while you are at distance one to three of an enemy ship... That ship can discard only one raid token of any type when it discards a command dial. Yeah. So I've used this upgrade, and it's it's what makes raid go. Like, his raid normally, I feel like, is kind of weak, and it's too easy to get rid of. But this card makes it so it's hard to get rid of, especially with multiples on there. It allows you to easily put them on, um, and it pairs really well with the new Kanan Squadron. I don't know if we talked about that already or not, but um, and it allows you to put you know two to three, sometimes even a fourth raid token. Um, no, not a fourth. That's a lie. But three is still a lot. And then they can only get rid of one of them, and with a dial. 
Um, or with a token or a dial, I'm sorry, but they can only get rid of one of them, so you can really limit what they're able to do. Yeah, what kind of ship do you put Rex on? Anything that's going to push squadrons, that's going to get reasonably close. I mean, I think it's good on, like, an assault frigate, if you're using a Pelta command and, like, some type of maybe B-wing swarm or something like that. Um, I could maybe or, see you know, on even, a, uh, a slicer team on a transport. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like yeah, you, I would like him on like a bigger, tougher thing. But yeah, if you want to, you could maybe arc dodge a little bit with you know maybe like a you know he's a flotilla. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I've I've used this before, and it, you know if it's something you're doing squadron commands anyways. What I really like about this card is it doesn't have any co you know, cost. You have to do a squadron command, but you know. Just do it with a list where you're going to be doing squadron commands anyway. Yeah, you do it. To, you do it to get close, though, too. Yeah, I mean, one distance one to three isn't that close, and and the the ability to the secondary ability that's just passive is the important part of this card. the The squadron command throwing a token on is almost like just icing. It's not what you need this card for. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, sweet. sweet. All right, what else we got? Uh, anybody else, anybody else have any thoughts on Rex? No. I think he's a pretty good card, but I don't know if he's good enough to push some of the the, the better competitive options out of that officer slot. And I guess that's the question. Is Yeah, that's the biggest part of it is the opportunity cost. I mean, are you going to take yeah. Adrock Talon like a bitch, or are you going to take Rex <laughs> like a badass? Yeah. Rex is half the cost of Adrock Talon, so... See? Yeah. And you're not a bitch. Yeah. Right. It's like a double bonus. Okay, so next uh, next we got Commander Vanto. Or Vanto? Vanto? Whatever. Yeah, from... Va uh, Vanto. Yeah. For the uh, the Imperials. I think it's Vanto. Oh. <laughs> it's Vanto, actually. <laughs> Commander Vanto. Vinko. Uh, he, he is uh, he's uh, comes in at seven points. After you resolve the first command during your activation, you may exhaust this card to gain one command token of any type. Okay, good, good alternative to Wolf. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. How, like how many wolf. points is he? Seven, S seven. And what wolf was the cost? You just when you reveal a command die, you exhaust him and you gain any token. After you resolve the first command during your activation. Yeah. You so the tricky thing about him is the timing compared to Wolf. Yeah. So, so basically, you can't do like a squadron token to get an extra squad to go. No. Unless it's after you resolve the squadron. Un command. Unless you somehow engineer before you resolve your squadron command. Right. Like, like if you had a token. You could resolve that first, right? Right. I think I might have clipped out for a sec because I, I didn't say engineering. I said squad. Oh no! I, I know. Yeah. Let's say you're. Let's say you, you want, want a squadron, squadron token. You have a squadron dial up. But if you have you a repaired token, do you? Four squads. Do you have to do the dial first, or can you do? Well, your, it doesn't uh, say after you execute. The, yeah, it does. So it says a command. But if I spend an engineering token, that's executing a command. Yeah, that's, that's your, your first, first command. command. It doesn't, doesn't say after you use a dial. Oh, okay. 
all right, well then, yeah, I guess technically maybe. So you wouldn't be able to do it with obviously a navigate token because that's going to happen later. Although you could use this to get you a navigate could token. Set it up for next turn, basically. Yeah. When do you have to declare? Well, the navigate you'd be able to use right then. Well, yeah. The navigate token because you can. Well, no, because when do you resolve? Well, you resolve well, you a navigate resolve command in the maneuver course step. Yeah. So yeah. You, have, you have to complete. You have to complete your maneuver. Would, I, I'm right. sure I just want that to point would, out to our listeners, yeah. we totally research everything before we talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this way they can get the, the thought process, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean we all like just kind of love to argue and be devil's advocates to each other anyways, though, too. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah you guys get to see how the cookies are made. You're welcome. We're all, we're all <laughs> raging rule slayers here. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> is that, is that sure? Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Do you want to do you want to put a fucking disclaimer out, Alpha? Like you? No, nope, not this time. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so the dear listeners know, like in all our private chats with whatever it is, like Matt, if he gives any sort of advice, he feels the need to put the disclaimer out that it's not official advice and he's not being paid for this or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> on, on some, some level, level it, it must, must cover him legally but it's getting it's getting annoying <laughs> there's always <laughs> that one person who's going to take what you say a little too seriously so you- all right anyway next matt what's the next uh thing? so the next thing we have is uh commander waldar he's another imperial for four points when a friendly non-swarm squadron at distance one to three is attacking a squadron it may re-roll one die of any color yeah, so this is like the uh, the Chin Nuts Imperial Torrent Far. Yeah. yeah, budget Torrent Far. I used him with a, uh, a small Defender Swarm once, and it was awesome. Yeah, I've used it before, too. It's it's really good. I, I actually put it in my uh, Interdictor list, and it was made it better, because none of them had Swarm, and they're all rogues, and a bunch of counter, and it works really well with all of those things. Yeah, and obviously he's not as good as Torrent Fire, but that's reflected in the cost, too. Yeah. I mean, I'd still rather pay the cost and get Torrent Fire. Absolutely. But, yeah. What was the distance they need to be away? One to three. It's the same as Torrent Fire, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's really good. Yeah, no, it's a great card. I mean, definitely All right, let's uh, let's go to the next thing. Okay, so just a couple more things to look at that really kind of piqued our interest that we haven't talked about. The expert shield tech. Did we so, talk yeah. about Liberator last time? We just talked about Liberator. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Vanguard. We did. Okay. We can talk about it a little bit more. Okay. If well, we expert. Want to cover it? Yeah, I mean, expert shields tech is an awesome card. I I think it. It's only like three points, right? No. Well, go ahead and read it. You haven't done that. So yet. this one, yeah. He, five points. Officer slot. When defending, during the spend defense token step, when you spend a redirect defense token, you can reduce the total damage from the attack by one instead of resolving that token's effect. This isn't the one I was thinking of. No, because we already talked about the thing you're thinking of. The auxiliary shields team. Yes. This one's an officer, right? Yes. What was that? Yes. yes, he is. Okay, it is. Yeah, see, I feel like this card's like okay, but like it, it's just it's in the officer slot, which I feel like has too much competition. It has a really good yeah. effect, I feel. Yeah, but yeah, it's 
as an officer, it's a little rough. Like, if it is even if it was like a defensive retrofit, I could maybe even see using it. Like, because there are some ships, like maybe like an Architans would be a good option then. Yeah, the Architans was the one ship that kind of jumped out at me as a good use for this one, potentially. Yeah. But I feel like it's your second Architans because your first one has Nita and TRCs. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Or Brunson. Right. Which is just way better than this card. It is. Well, Brunson's going to be on whatever your like flagship is. Or yeah, your this, I mean, but yeah, demo. so if you, I guess if you have a bunch of Architans, this is a useful. Yeah. Uh, so Righteous. Did, did we want to talk about Vanguard some more? Because we kind of just. I mean, I think Alfred does too. So. All right. So, yeah, I mean, so. it's just a pretty awesome card. Yeah. Like, what can you, I? You know, I have a ship build up with it that I was going to talk about later. So let's just talk about it then. Okay. Sounds good. Alright, um, let's, uh, so, let's, let's do some more upgrades. Yeah, so one of the squadrons, fucking Hondo. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, he is the new ace for the the fire spray. So he is in Slave 1, for whatever reason. That's Hondo. I didn't... You cut out when you for his name. It's Hondo Anaka. He's in Slave 1. Yeah. Yep, Hondo. Yeah. So guys, I don't have the... Uh, the rebellion in the rim rule book yet is is can you only have one slave one in your fleet or one millennium falcon yes yeah they, so they, you can't they specified take any Boba Fett. yeah but you can take ig88 and ig88b they are two distinct characters and ships right um so hondo yeah he is uh 24 points Let's see, three speed, six hull. So anti-squadron has four blue. Anti-ship has two blue. And his special ability, during your activation, instead of attacking, you may toggle the activation slider of one squadron at distance one to the activated side. If it was already activated, you may place it anywhere at distance one of you. Bomber, Grit, and Rogue. Hmm. So I feel like that ability is a lot better now that there are those, um, like, space worm things. Exogorths? Yeah. So now you could maybe, like, put somebody in range of it. If you move or you them. Can, or, or you, you could activate them. You can put them on, them you can put them on one of the space sperm, too. Those things damage squads as well. Oh, do they? Okay, so either one of those. and then, Or, or if they're already on it, you can activate them. Um, or obviously, if they're a really dangerous squadron, I mean, this could be really good to use against like ten numb before yeah. they triple tap you. Or Riken aces to pull bigs out. Sure. Yeah. Or if you've got a squad with grit, you want to lock down with two squadron is engaged. Actually, it's also a counter to that Corin Horn Adar Talon trick if you activate him, but. You'd have to activate him in the squadron phase, but it would still work. Yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah, other Corn thing though, too is got in range of you. Yeah. Well, he but he does get in range of you. He has what, to, what's, to. No, he's got. What's the range, thing they, right? What's the range for? Uh, um, what's the range for Hondo to go off? Distance one, but it's during. It's it's out of attacking, so you can move first. Yep. Yeah, because he is a rogue. 
so it doesn't I'm, matter. Okay, if he's it rogue. wasn't at the it wasn't at the beginning of his activation. No, it okay. just says during. During. Oh, okay. I thought and it instead was of attacking. Activation. So if you you'd have to to do it against Corin, you'd have to. Well, I guess either go first or um or do it during the squat or during the ship phase. Either one yeah. will allow you to do it. Yeah, and you could grab Corin and fling him into your ball of shit. And then well, he wouldn't. No, well, Corin's not going to be activated at that point. But they're not there then not because they bring him in, attack with him, snipe with him, and then unactivate him. And then in the right. squadron phase, they attack you and then run away. Right. Before you can counterattack. But with this, you could move Hondo in, activate him, so he then can't move in the squadron phase. Oh, that, okay. So Hondo's thing was if they're already activated, then you can move them? Yeah. Yes. Got yes. It. All right. Yeah, that's good. Thing. Yeah, you shut down the Cornhorn double tap. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and stepping back from his ability for a minute, he, he's he's got four blue squadron dice, two blue anti ship dice. He's a bomber, and he's got grit. So that's all just pretty. Yeah, great in and, of and he's got two two. I mean, he's actually honestly probably worth it just for two bra- a fire spray with two braces and an extra blue squadron die. Yeah, like that's yeah. probably worth the six extra points right there. Yeah, yeah. honestly, he's not. That expensive as far as like aces go. No, I mean Boba Fett's two points more. He's probably a little bit oh, better, okay. but I feel like I find that like when you're building lists, like those extra couple of points that Boba Fett costs keeps him out of my list. I agree with that. Yeah, like two points less is like is actually significant, just because it always ends up going over one thirty four with Boba. Yeah, yeah, I dig him. I think he's gonna be. Pretty fucking interesting to run. And it gives you another option, which this whole campaign does, gives you another option with all the rogues to take another hero of some sort, which I think mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. It also, it, the biggest thing about it is almost that it takes the ability to use Hondo away from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can't have Hondo anymore, which is kind of huge in a lot of fleets. Yeah. Well, you know, with this yeah. squadron, I might actually put, start putting Hondo in my fleets now. I can't... I, I still, I fuck Hondo. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I have problems. Too much Hondo hate. He's, yeah. he's fucked you too many times. Yeah. And we were playing the Outer Rim game last night, and he fucked me there too somehow. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. All right. Yeah. Uh, so another new squadron is Kanan Jarrus. He is flying the hawk. See, so he's got three speed. Which is random. Yeah. Like, does he fly the hawk ever in, like, any of the shows or anything? I don't think nope. so, but they just needed to put somebody else in the hawk. The only person who yeah. ever flies a hawk is Jan or I guess Kyle Katarn, but I don't think he's canon anymore. No. So there you go. They just... Yeah, I, actually, I think you're right. He kind of is supposed to be the same guy. Jack your mic up or something, Brian. You sound quiet again. You're louder in your car. He sounds like himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean, I, I've got it right in front of me, so I can, uh, I'll, I'll read it here while I'm talking. Um, so Kanan Jarrus, he's in a hawk. He's got anti-squadron, two blue and a red. Uh, anti-ship, two blue. He's got assault, cloak, and rogue. Uh, he's got his ability while attacking a ship. You may spend one die with a crit icon. If you do, the defender gains one raid cho- token of your choice. 
He's got two brace tokens, and he's 19 points. Um, so what I, I've used him, I actually just talked about him a minute ago with using with Rex. I think he pairs really well. Um, Kanan, with those two blue dice, you have a 75% chance now between his ability and the assault ability to be able to put a raid token on. It also makes yeah. yeah, it also makes Kanan the only fighter that's able to put two raid tokens on. Because you can't use assault twice, but you could use assault and his ability. Um, yes. And both of those dice are torn far rerollable. Well, one of each, or one of them is. Yeah, he's real interesting. Yeah. Um, the only the downside to him is he's on a hawk, so he only has like four hull. Um, mm-hmm. Even with the braces, he could get he could get smoked pretty quick. I, I've used Absolutely. him. I used him a couple times, and I was able to get that raid token down. But like, once the raid token down, he just got smoked after that because your opponent will start focusing down on Kanan if you don't have any like uh, escort because they start to see what the what the fuck he's doing and it gets yeah. annoying. And you got to take care of him. You can't just ignore him. That's the worst thing you can do is ignore Kanan because he'll just fucking he'll just harass you the whole game. Yeah, especially if they have Rex because then it's going to be really hard to pull those tokens off. Yeah, that's it's too much of a one-two punch. You can't you can't ignore it. No, like, that'll that'll be real nice against like an SSD, especially if you get in a different arc than what they're shooting out of. And mm-hmm. yeah, an SSD will hate the Kanan and Rex combo. Yeah, absolutely. And I, the yeah. one thing I think that that helps though is the fact that he has cloak is really nice to help keep him alive. So once they engage, you can use cloak to to get him out of engagement, even if you don't have uh, an intel anywhere. Yeah, that's part of it. But a lot yeah. of the damage, like what I found, I was taking was like flak. Flack. Oh, okay. Flack was wrecking Kanan. Makes sense. Because I, they just they just need one damage, and you do that a couple times, and then a couple other squads hit him, and he lasts like a round. Yeah. Yeah, he's certainly yeah. fragile. I mean, no question there. So you know, now that we're talking about it, I kind of see why they put him on a hawk. Now it's a it's like the weakest hold um, rogue uh, available to the rebels. And that way, he's kind of easier to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it loses its counter that it normally has. Yep. Yeah, and it doesn't have that counter anymore. Or intel, actually, either. Yeah, well, right. he can't have it all. He's already got enough going on for him. Well, no, no, I, yeah. I, obviously he doesn't need it. And, I, and part of that might just be that there shouldn't be two, uh, two squadrons with intel and defense tokens. Yeah. Hi Matt, are we are we going over any other upgrades or? Um, no, those were the ones that really stuck out. We got a couple more. We can save those for next time, though, too. You know, spread it out. Yeah, we're gonna spread it out. We we had talked before the show, guys, that we didn't want to. Like, if you start going down the rabbit hole of upgrades, we just start talking about them too long, and then it becomes monotonous. So we had Matt cher- cherry pick a few nice ones there. So we'll go to the next portion of this, which is talking about the Canadian, German, and Euro nationals. Um, like I had said before, our our two info guys, Alpha and Prime, really weren't able to glean much info besides from what I know. And I'll say is that I know the world champ. Oh, shit. What's that crowd's name? Dennis. It's Dennis. Okra, Dennis. right? Yeah, De- Dennis. Sorry for calling you a crowd, Dennis. But <laughs> Dennis is actually a really nice guy. I've met him multiple times. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's but, a cool uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, the German. The German. Dennis, he won uh, Euros, but I know he didn't win German Nationals. Some other dude, some like random German won that one. So good on you, bud. Taking down the king. 
And then um, for Canadian Dennis nationals, was basically running his uh, world's list, a, a very minor tweak on his world's list at Euros. So Was he? Okay. All right. Mm. So you know more about it than I do then. Cause yeah. I, I didn't even know what he was running. I assumed it was probably something. I, I don't remember what the tweak was off the top of my head, but it wasn't very significant. It was basically the same thing. Okay. Right. And then cool. for Canadian cat nationals, a real good dude, Christian, he took uh, Canadian nationals again. I, I think he's won that before. So yeah, maybe. Cool. So too. yeah he's he won it with a fucking. He won it with a non-Hero VSD, if I'm correct. Yeah, I think he used Warlord. Yeah, nice. Warlord. Yeah, yeah, he's he, the Warlord guy. He loves running Warlord. He used the uh, the Warlord. Um, oh, H- what's the bomb? Nine. No, the the type oh. bomber that gives you the accuracy. Oh, Jonas. Oh, Jonas. Yeah, Jonas. Yeah. yeah, that combo. So, so you, you get the accuracy and you turn it into a double. Nice. Prime, please, like, please insert like the Weezer song. My name is Jonas, as a drop. <laughs> so, like, drop it in like right before and right after, and that'll give me like a nerd boner. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, he was Jonas with the Jonas drop. What? Wait, then... Brian. I think Brian just said something. You guys still can't hear me. Oh, there you go. Uh, now we can hear you. There you go. Oh, dude, I have to put my lips like right on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Well, we prefer it that way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, real close. Yeah, no, I was just saying I run uh, Jonas with the Glad 2 because you get that red die. So then you can um, use him with demo and actually have an accuracy to use. Yeah. Yeah. Back, nice. back, in, the, back in the day when like flotillas were an issue and there was like fucking 10 of them, he, yeah. that, that was a really good way to pop in flotillas. Well, what were we talking about? Uh, Canadian talking about, uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Canadian uh, well, National let's keep talking about that. Yeah. The, the secondary nationals. <laughs> yeah, real yeah, real nationals are going on right now. Right. <laughs> Actually, do we want to talk about that a little bit? What do we... Um, it's kind of hard to talk about because it's... there's not a lot of info out there. Yeah, they're... Have it. 18 players. Um, everybody's playing Imperial, basically. Um, it looks like there are six rebels. So, yeah, it looks yeah. like they yeah they just announced the cut in the top eight. There was one rebel that made the cut, which is surprising. Yeah, I think there was only three at Gen Con, although three out of eight isn't. It's one less than half. Yeah, and um, I think I read somewhere that there were five SSDs in the mix. So nice, pretty healthy portion of the field. Yeah. Do you know if any made top eight? Uh, I think one did. I think, um, let me see. Let me look at the list. I bet that Rebel list is like two MC75s just built to kill SSDs. Yeah, so I think uh, Eric Birch is the one who brought the SSD, but I don't know anything about his list because there's just no info out there. Yeah, Yeah, there is one SSD, and it's Eric Birch. By the way, can you hear me okay right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you sound good. Yeah. All right, I switched to my fucking iPad. We'll see how that goes. Anyways, right. so um, the one one that while uh, Matt's looking or while uh, Alpha's looking that up, I'd like to talk about uh, Alex Tornabean. She's a uh, Duckbird on the forum. She had a real fucking interesting list. She had three Arkitans were her only ships okay. with Palpatine Commander, the Palpatine right. uh, Admiral. Um, all three arcs were like kitted out, okay. uh, engine techs. Uh, With all four upgrades they could take. 
Intel <laughs> officer too. So she was okay. doubling down like we'd talked about before, uh, where you double down on it with Palpatine's ability and Intel officer. I mean, I assume she's just like bleeding defense tokens quickly, but then she had, um, I don't Peter even know if the point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I don't know if the points work out, but this is off the top of my head. She had like four decimators with Valen Rudor and Bosk. Nice. Okay. And when you think about it, like Valen Rudor is tying up whatever the squads are, and they have to try to chew through all those Bosk and, and you don't want to shoot at Bosk, Bosk and those decimators. And that's that's a hell of a little ball there. And it's only three ships. I, I don't think she had any Gazantes. It's also um, really good against like a Sloan list that wants to alpha strike you because you set Palpatine to hit scatters on turn two, right? And mm-hmm. um, you know those those decimators are going to get hit hard. They're going to hit hard, so you're either burning those scatters or uh, taking lots of damage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I thought the I thought the list was very interesting. I saw hers. I didn't really see anybody else's. I actually don't know what anybody else is running. That's an interesting list guy. too because. I think that's like really the key for Architons. I think the problem with Architons is they just like can't push damage through because they just because the defense tokens just mitigates it all. But with Palpatine and Intel officers, so like really just get rid of them. Um, and th- yeah, and think about that squad ball. Like if they didn't bring yeah. squads, that squad ball is gonna fucking go nuts. Almost, oh, it's just gonna rape you. Just just yeah. just thinking about it, it almost feels like the inverse of a Sloan list where. The ships are designed to strip the tokens, and the squadrons are the ones going to be putting on like your serious damage. Yeah, yeah, those... kind of is that. It kind of is. Yeah, Desmares have yeah, what I three think blue. It's a really, really good uh, match with uh, Architens. I think that's that's definitely something that's worth trying now that the SSD's out. Yeah, because I mean the you know Palpatine is going to always work the best with when you can get small, decent sized pools of damage, right? Where you can get like. You know, three or four, four damages. Because if you're only doing one or two, then you just find I won't use the token. You know. Yeah, it's something that'll that'll make you pay for not using that token if you exactly right. And apparently, it's working. I know she was because I was kind of vaguely tracking it through the day and Nova, and I think mm-hmm. she was at the top table the first couple rounds, and she wasn't later, but. She she was in the top eight and she's making the cut to Saturday, so that's nice. That that yeah. that, it, that list is making it through, so that's fucking interesting. She finished yeah, I mean, the sixth. That's, oh, there there you go. It's always cool to see like new interesting lists do well. And that's the whole thing as we're going to talk about through the episode here, guys. Is that the SSD and outer rim job are going to really change a lot of the game? We think, and then that's. Like I said before, not even to speak of the Onager and um, Starhawk, which you're going to be fucking. Yeah, I got I mean, we don't really know anything awesome. about the. I mean, you know, so yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's two new ships. It's it's going to change. No, I mean, I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying we don't have anything to say about them. That's true. Yeah. Right. All right. So, hey, I are we done with this? Can we? Let's, are you guys ready to go to the next uh, portion? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And from here, we are going to go to Dodana Schoolhouse. We'll see you in the house. You're required to maneuver straight down this trench and skim the surface to this point. It's a small thermal exhaust port right below the main port. 
A small one-man fighter should be able to penetrate Princess Leah. Here we are. We're back. Daddy Dodonna Schoolhouse. And in here, we are going to kind of just give you guys like a little announcement, I guess, where we are we were going to talk about the rim objectives but we're not going to do that because we're deploying some videos via youtube uh tutorial type things um for the rim objectives mainly because they're really fucking wordy and they're kind of funky and it's new shit that you're not used to especially with like all the moving obstacles you got to do and the interactions with the new sperm whales and the, the nobody wants the, to listen to us read those cards no dude well, no, and it, we, it's going to be confusing figured, yeah it's confusing and we figured in this format it would be also confusing and mind numbing and honestly yeah. we don't want to do it either like it's fucking no. boring <laughs> so we're not going to we don't want to do it so we're doing the videos and we actually we already recorded some we did like a little test record we did 3 we did one of each of the colors and Brian, I'm sure, is going to work hard on it and have it done very soon and up for you guys. Super hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and we also thought, you know, since they're so complicated, it, you really need to see how it works on the table before you can, I feel like, even really get what it does. Yes. You need a visual, a visual aid that helps a ton. So we did, we did three of them. We'll be pushing that out soon. We'll... Um, we'll put an announcement on the Facebook page, which is the main way we communicate with you guys outside of the podcast. So if you're not a fan of or follow the Facebook page, go there. How do they find that, Prime? Oh, shit. It's been so long. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> it's uh, facebook.com slash ORJ podcast. There you go. Oh, nice. Or so. just search for the Outer Rim job on Google and it'll be the first result. There it is. So that's essentially it. it we're just kind of giving you guys a heads up on it. Uh, and then the next part of the episode here, we're going to start giving you guys some list ideas. We've all come up, hopefully, we've all come up with something um, with all the new stuff coming out. And this is just including the SSD and the outer rim upgrades, new list ideas, things we might think we see, interesting things for you guys to try out. Um, who wants to go first? Because I gotta find the one I made. I can't find it. Right I, I can go. I've got one ready. There we go, Dane. Uh, you're up. Okay, so this was a list that I did, you know, shortly after the the rim stuff came out, um, and kind of the idea of it was I wanted to try and make a medium squadron wing work centered around that uh, advanced transponder net upgrade, which lets you stop um, heavy ships within distance one to two of a ship cannot attack ships or heavy squadrons. I'm sorry. Um, so it kind of nullifies Intel. Uh, they can still move, but they can't shoot you. So, um, and it was a squadron list and I, uh, I brought back gallant Haven, who I think is not really broken now that it's been nerfed. Um, I, I played this, this list against Matt actually. Um, so it had the, the gallant Haven kind oh, of loaded such up. a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was, and it was a bunch of X wings with bigs and Jan and I think gold and there's one other, um, Oh, and, uh, Nora. Um, and then a bunch of X wings, however many it was, I think it was like a, it was close to a hundred points. I was trying to keep the squadron investment a little lower so I could have some ship firepower. Um, so then I had the, that Gallon Haven, some other things in the list. I think there was a CR90B. In fact, there was, and there was Dodonna's Pride on it. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Ooh. It ended up being huge. And it was a Dodano lisp. And then the, the thing that I really liked about the list is it was one of the reasons I built it um, was to try out Vanguard. So I put Vanguard on a uh, support neb with Auxiliary Shields team, which allows you to raise the shields on the side. Um, Vanguard obviously gives you uh, the ability to take Kate and Sholin, which is what I put there. Um, and then I put sl- either, I forget if it was slaved or it was either slaved turrets or um, spinal armaments. I don't remember if I had points for spinals. Um, and uh, that was the list. Um, so it, it worked out, you know, for the most part, really well. It, it uh, I think Matt did beat me by like a couple of points, but. Um, it was a really good game. Um, I just kind of flew the Gallon Haven like right into the middle of it and, and double arced it, and it was able to really tank his his Alpha Strike. And just yeah, I got a nasty of, roll off with Harrow. I think that did it in. That's right. Yeah, and you blocked me with Harrow, um, and then I was able to. But I was able to bring Vanguard outside, and it, because of you know the the Neb is actually a pretty maneuverable ship. I mean, we're all used to using it as Yavaris almost exclusively where it's just doing squadron commands and kind of slow rolling. But when you start using nav commands on a nav, it's actually pretty maneuverable and you can like, it's a really, especially with Vanguard now, it's a really nice like little pocket gunship. Um, You use the auxiliary shields teams. It's got four engineering. So one turn of repair command, boom, you've got two shields on each side. You've got a redirect now. So you can use those sides and you can move shields around. Um, so now when they, when they have that easy side shot, you can still redirect to your big front arc or your, or your rear. Um, and with Kaken and Sholin, it really fixes those dice. So those four reds that I'm now re-rolling whatever I want is now putting out damage. I mean, I was putting five damage down like pretty much almost like every time I shot. I use a lot of concentrate fire commands, but I was putting damage down. And it really put a lot of pressure on his defense tokens. Um, and then, um, yeah, I was able to use Dodonna's pride at the end of the game to put, I think I put a structural on to kill your last ship. Wasn't that what it was? No, you nuked a flotilla, I think. And I couldn't use my scatter. That's right. Yeah. It was your flotilla and it had, it, it, it rammed some things <laughs> and it had two damage on it. And I rolled a crit and it's a spend. It's not a crit effect. So... It just happens, so you can't defend it. And he had full shield still. Yep. Ooh. Which was awesome. Felt bad. So, nice. Yeah, I got to actually <laughs> do, like, do something with Dodonna's Pride. It was awesome. Oh, but, did, uh, you, did you have an NPE, Alpha? No, I don't have NPEs. No, I mean, he won, too. Like It was a, it was a good game, but it was no. close. But... No, that's good, because NPEs are for fucking cunts. Well... Yeah, um, in, the, in this game at least. Shade. Yeah, I hate hearing that term. It like I, I feel like it doesn't really happen as much in this game as it does in some others. And no. most NPEs are the result of your opponent, not the game itself. Yeah, I guess. But, a subject for a different day. Yeah, <laughs> different game, different segment. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, it was a really cool list, and in Vanguard, I thought performed just like really, really well. It was like a it was almost it, it played like that pocket liberty that you know the without the, the glaring weakness that the neb has always had it really like shores up the problem okay righteous so i've got one go 
Stalista used against Dane in that game. Um, and I, I think Harrow opens up a lot of interesting list building possibilities because it's, it's kind of like a cheap gunship that can actually mm-hmm. move now. Um, so it, uh, it it's, it's just gives you another option as Imperials with some punch that opens up some list building space in other areas. So now where you used to take like two ISDs, now you can take an ISD and Harrow and you have room for some squadrons. So what I used when I played Dane was I used... Um, Basically, a pretty standard ISD2. You put whatever Admiral works for you on it. I use Sloan um, with basically the standard ISDane configuration, which everybody knows is electronic countermeasures, leading shots, XI7s, gunnery teams. Um, and then I used Harrow. I think Harrow's best kind of light because um, it's really easy to load up a VSD and make it cost as much as an ISD. And at that point, you might as well just have an ISD. Um, so I used uh, a victory one with skilled first officer, ordnance experts, external racks, harrow, and engine techs, and um, that is, I think it's, I think it's a little bit over ninety points, and it it, it basically kind of feels like a beefy demo. Um, yeah, that's what, it, it. It hit so hard. I mean, it put like it did so much damage to myself again. Yeah, it showed Gallant Haven what's up, and then. Yeah. Um, it, and then, you know, a lot of people are talking about engine techs with Harrow, but you even get a lot of value just out of the double click at the one. Um, you know, that set up a key block for me that, that ended Gallon Haven's day. And, uh, you know, that was just huge, just the extra maneuverability. And then um, I was did able like to 12 go, damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With six dice and, and, and two from uh, racks. So eight dice. <laughs> Yeah, and then Righteous. Um, I had a 100-point squadron wing, and I, tr- I was trying something a little bit different this time. I had Merrick and Jendon, because they're too good not to use, and then um, five interceptors. And I think all my ships had um, the uh, the new hangar bay upgrade that I can't remember the full name of off the top of my reserve head. Reserve hangar deck? Yeah, reserve hangar decks that let yeah. me bring them back. So um, I That was so got- dirty. Yeah, so with the interceptors, you know, you got to kill the interceptors and they get counter back at you. So that's a really good value with the interceptors. You pay like three points and you're bringing one back at two health. So it, it boosts your squadron points um, really um, for for less yeah. than what you'd actually pay if you're bringing more interceptors. The so. only reason I like stood a chance was because of Gallon Haven. Because yeah, none, none of your things shut that down. No. No, Gallon Haven's still a great, great uh, upgrade despite getting hit with the nerf bat. Yeah, well, and I think now it's just like you can use it really effectively with generics. And yeah. that, you know, so if you use generics, I had a bunch of generic X Wings and it worked really well. And I think something that's working in Gallon Haven's favor is I, it feels like we're seeing less of uh, BT Avenger in the meta lately. Mm-hmm. And um, BT Avenger, whenever I used it against an Assault Frigate, it was an e- just easy snack points. Like, you just roll up to it and one-shot it, right? Yeah. So, Ooh, yeah. Um, so now that BT Avenger's kind of out of the picture for whatever reason, um, uh, I think there's a place for an Assault Frigate in there. I just love the Assault sure. Frigate. I just like, always want to bring it back. 
Yeah, I know the model gets a lot of hate, but I kind of like it. It brings back those good old uh, Wave 1, Wave 2 memories. Yeah, just old. dancing around VSDs <laughs> with it. <laughs> just blinking away while they couldn't do anything because they can't turn. <laughs> ah, the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a cool one. Um, who's next? I'm still trying to find I got one. Way, so. Okay, good. So uh, this, was a, uh, this was right after Gen Con. I, I got my Re- Rebellion in the Rune Box, and Luke had his SSD, so he was like, I want to put this on the table. I'm going to throw it down. Oh, wait, no. This wasn't Luke. This was Joe. Joe did something with other than a VSD. <laughs> so we did, okay. we, did, we did 600 points. So I had a Medine list with uh, two MC-80 Liberty-type battlecruisers. Uh, one had gunnery teams, leading shots, spinals, XI-7s, and uh, strategic advisor. The other one was Mon Karen with gunnery team, leading shots, skill first officer, spinals, and the link turbolaser towers. Nice. Um, I had a Pelta to give me intensified firepower and serve as my flagship. I had a Leia comms net and a Torin Far comms net. A random hammerhead because I had points to spend, and then I had Kanan, <laughs> a Lancer, Lando, and three YT twenty four hundreds. And yeah, playing with Karen or Kanan against an SSD, I think he had Piet on it too. That can really fuck up their plans putting raid tokens on there. Now, the SSD, though, it gets that free token. So, can it just clear a raid token with that? Yeah, if you only have one, and if it's one, it has to match, though, too. Right. Yeah, but, well, no. What the thing with Piet, though, is he, wanna, anything, he right? wants to load up tokens. So right. He, want, he wants to, like, have, like, navs dial up on his thing, but he's got a comms net feeding him, like, concentrate fires and, like, squadrons say if you throw okay. a, raid, a squadron raid on there he has to burn that squadron and can't resolve it with his peak right. to get the dial effect yeah so mostly just fucks up PA. mostly just fucks up PA, yeah i mean but also if you're able to like take a token away that they're getting for free they can't count on they they, they have to stop mm-hmm. being able to count on that every time they're trying to resolve a command for what it's worth yeah, for sure. I think Kanan's definitely a nice a nice thing to hit the SSD with. I mean, there's no question those raids on there could uh, certainly hamper it. And then I was feeling, too, with um, with Mon Karen. I really like the link to laser towers and having uh, intensified firepower in the background, too. With that, it frees up the gunnery slot. I don't have to put the twins on there anymore. I can put gunnery teams back in. Mm-hmm. Because with Mon Karen, you can only spend one die anyways, and they're just going to brace it, more than likely. So XI-7s is kind of wasted this way. With the, with the IF and the Link Turbo Laser Towers, you still have the, the red dice mitigation. Nice. And with the gunnery teams, you still can shoot at multiple targets. Mon Karen's just really a pretty fantastic counter for the SSD. It doesn't have the defensive... Uh slot so it's it's really relying on its tokens so if you're locking them all down except for one you're you're really ruining its day mm-hmm. yep 
Yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to talk about with your list, Matt? How did it go? I mean, were you able to bring the SSD? Oh, no. He he ran the fucking Executor 2. Like, I got, I got him... I got up to... I was one away from having it become... What is it? The, the Wounded thr- Threshold? Halfway? It did. Okay. The Executor's a tank. Did he get both your uh, liberties? Um, I'm pretty sure he got both my liberties and my hammerhead, but I saved my pelted, my transports, so, and some of my squads. So he kind of lit you up. He kind of lit me up, yeah. That that executor, it's a beast, defensively and offensively, because it's got so much hull, so many shields. But those side, yeah. those side arcs, the side, the main side and the auxiliary side. Yeah, it's got like ISD front got, side arc. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's Sorry, no away from there's no safe way to approach it. I think he's, he played you played Joe right, and he used something other than a VSD. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was Joe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not in a million years. <laughs> Don't worry, that'll be the like the first and last time he uses the SSD. So he'll be back to his Vix as soon as he gets. Or maybe he's he just been waiting out. The, he didn't like. Yeah, the the ISD was not big enough for him, so he's been holding out for the uh, for the SSD. <laughs> ah, now he'll yeah. just use that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Luke's really committing to the SSD. I was talking to him tonight because I got a couple of games in against him today, and uh, dude, his SSD looks sweet too. Yeah, it looks yeah. awesome. Oh uh, he's, yeah, he's our jank master, so I'm sure he's going to come up with some wacky stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he always does. I, I'm interested to see what he does with and, that. Cause. And he, he always makes it work, too. Like, when he puts these lists together, it's like, there's no way this could be a thing. And then he, like, wins a tournament with it. Almost mm. makes the cut at Gen Con or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll go with uh, mine real quick. Now, mine is an SSD list. And it's the Star Dreadnought Command Prototype. It was Sloan. Annihilator, and Annihilator is the one that lets you re-roll a die when you attack a squadron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Brunson, weapons liaison. So, old upgrades, officers that you don't think you'd ever use, they're actually super useful with the SSD to fight against slicer teams. Or, uh, slicer teams, did I call it the right thing? Yeah, slicer tools. Slicer, yeah, slicer tools. tools, slicer tools, that's it. Um, slicer tools because weapons liaison lets you spend a token to change your command to a either concentrate fire or squadron I believe I just know it's squadron yeah yeah. Um, so it's the only especially if you have no other ships or any way to fix the commands uh, you really need that um, especially if you're running Sloan and you're heavily reliant on the squad wing like I am uh, I, can't, I can't have my fucking uh, squad command shut down that's a problem for me yeah no you know, he's going the, uh, also, the wing commander. Yeah, he's expensive, though. He's like, what, seven points or eight? Six points. Six. Six, yeah. I'm saving a couple points with this weapon liaison because I have a 10 point bid with this list. Um, oh, yeah. But you could definitely go the other way. I was going to give like some other options. Well, well the, the nice thing about the, the, the liaison team or whatever is it A, it's cheaper, but you can use it with any token, right? Yes, you just spend a token. Yeah, you're so always you're always getting, getting one, and that it gives you more flexibility too. It gives you two options, not just one. Yep, 
Yeah. And then the third officer is the Emperor Palpatine officer, which is if somebody shoots at you before they even start fucking rolling dice, they have to exhaust the defense token, which is doubling down on the Sloan stuff. So, and then gunnery team, which is essentially stapled on any SSD. I can't imagine a situation, or maybe Luke, <laughs> since we're hailing Luke right now, maybe Luke will find a way to take an SSD without gunnery teams, but I just don't I don't see think it so myself right now. Because if you don't bring gunnery teams, they can just pile their whole fleet in one yeah. of your arcs, and you can yeah. only shoot one at a time. The only way I could think to get around it is take Jurgerod to make sure you're dancing around and keeping <sighs> them possibly in the arc that you want to keep. I around. feel like that it's too easy to block that thing, even with Jurgerod. Sure, but if you if you're dancing around Jurgerod and they block you and they're still sitting in your front arc, then fine. Right, but even still, I guess it depends on their fleet. So, yeah. Yes, like I said, um, highly unlikely you don't yeah. want to take a gunnery teams. Um, expanded hangar same. bay. Yes, expanded <laughs> hangar bay, which you're activating six squads, I believe, just off yeah. the top of my head right now. Um, and then link turbo laser towers, which is a new rim up, rim upgrade where um, you get to reroll a red die with it, which is great. But you also, when you first shoot at a squad, you can add two dice of any color you want. Now, this this does pair better with Callus, but I have such a strong Sloan wing. I'm I'm trying not to have to rely on that as much. I know I took Annihilator with Link Turbo Laser Towers instead of XI-7s, which, I mean, Link Turbo Laser Towers is going to finally give XI-7s a run for its money. But yep. XI-7s oh, yeah. is still going to be... Honestly, the go-to. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need a fucking offensive retrofit, or... No, these aren't offensive They're called, um... Turbo laser. Turbo laser. Turbo laser, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the ISD has two slots for that, the, or the SSD does, doesn't it? Not one this them. one. I think the, the assault Star does. Dreadnought. The assault yeah. does, okay. You need the assault, but the assault was too expensive. Yeah. So, um... The, the command's basically an ISD, two that can take three officers, and without uh-huh. a defensive retrofit. Okay. Yep, pretty much. Um, and then leading shots, so I have some way to reroll uh, shitty dice. And then anyway, to, on to the, the fighter complement, which is the big part of it. It's mainly just a bunch of fucking TIE fighters with Saber. So it's just Howlrunner, nice. Mauler Mythyl, six TIE fighters, Valen, Rudor, and Saber squad. And that is ten squads. And you're just... With the SSD, it's giving you the ability to activate way more squads than you normally would because you're also getting the token. Mm-hmm. So if you're not using that token on something else, you're activating seven squads at once. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. lot. And even when that's they're just tiny, and TIE Fighters boosted with the Howl Runner are nasty. Yep. And yeah, that's I, the whole thing is just to, to swarm you, to actually create a TIE Swarm to overload you and either clear out their fighters and let the SSD do the shooting on the ships or even better, you're attacking the ships with the TIE Fighters and then shooting them with the SSD, which is a shitload of dice. Yeah, and I think people underestimate like the amount of damage TIE Fighters can do to a ship. Like even without Sloan, ten like ten TIE Fighters, yeah, it's blue dice, but they add up. Yeah, and they got a fifty percent chance to hit, so Yeah, and now you've got the re roll of Sloan plus the ability to so you're either so it's better. Yeah. Hitting or pulling a, to- a token off or, or exhausting one. Yeah. Yep. And you're just looking to burn through them as fast as you can, and you, you go from there. Now, one thing I'll talk about with this is the objectives, which kind of um, are a decent part of it. I didn't add any rim objectives to this. I played this a little while ago. 
Um, I played it I, against you. Yeah. Or you played it against me, I should say. What were we running? I don't remember. Um, I can't remember what I was running. I just remember it was pretty nasty. If I had a, if, if I was a different person, I might call it an NPE. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have feasted on your tears. <laughs> anyway, so um, just going off some old school uh, objectives, Station Assault. I think Station Assault could be a big one for SSDs. Uh, as long as you don't have a dick going against you. But even if there's a dick across from you, like you get across the board pretty fucking quick with an SSD. So you can be on top of those stations as quick as you need to be. Well, but that's if you're on offense. I mean, station assault's always a good choice if you're on offense. Sure. But this is a second player, so. Right, uh, but you don't need to get across the board. Yeah, but you want to get across the board to stop them from lighting your fucking stations Oh, yeah. For free. <laughs> Like, you got to get in their face or else they're just going to shoot the stations yeah. and that's it. Like, it's quick. So, other yeah, thing I, that uh, Station Assault does for you if you're playing with an SSD is that one of the biggest problems with the SSD is that if your opponent wants to, they can disengage pretty easily. Yep. If you're playing Station Assault, the fight has to come to you. Yep. Or yeah. I'm getting 80 free points and I'll probably destroy some shit as you try to run away from sure. me. Because I've got some squads that can reach out really far and they're going to hit like a brick. So. Yeah. Yeah, and the um, other thing that may work well there too is just because the problem with station assault, I find, is usually when it's when they get past you, they just light the stations up. Yep. Um, but the SSD is so big, it's hard to get past it, and you have to focus on it, or you're not going to get it. Yeah, and the, I found the best way to set it up is you actually set up your SSD kind of on an angle, and you set the stations up on a bit of an angle, and you just kind of drive across them. Yeah, so then you're physically. You're healing, and you physically cover the station. You can set it up. It's it's, it's not hard. You can phys- physically cover the stations up as you're flying across them, too. So they're always obstructed from them. Yeah, always obstructed. And over six rounds, you're never not on a station. Right, so which it, is nice. It, yeah, it helps a ton. So, uh, And then the blue objective, defensive objective, was planetary ion cannon, which pairs really well with Sloan mm-hmm. to just try to burn through your fucking tokens and stuff like that. Um, and I found that one's like really great to put out there with the SSD because you got like one ship and you know where they're coming. Like either that or they're just not attacking you at all. So whatever. Yeah, that's um, nice. And then superior positions. Just the old school one, especially with all these squads and stuff. Yeah. You should be able to dive back behind them and fling some points pretty easily. And being able to out deploy them with an SSD is really nice. Yes. Yep. That's the huge oh, yeah. part of it too because you're trying to set your SSD up in a spot that's not disadvantageous to you, which is generally a lot of the time because you're just always being out deployed. Yeah. So that's the list. Uh, that's the kind of ideas behind it. Um, Brian, you got one? Yeah. Um, so mine is a little similar that it is an SSD Sloan list. I'm assuming you guys can hear me okay because I yelled it. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, it's a command prototype with uh, Sloan, Annihilator, Callus, Brunson, Palpatine, um, boosted comms, leading shots, turbo laser towers. I took um, the evasive action one that we were talking about earlier just to get that extra really need it. Absolutely. Um, so I've always been a fan of Sloan. Defenders. So for this, you have Merrick, Jendon, and four generic defenders, which is great because with the SSD, you get to activate six squads. Those are your six squads that are going to be doing everything. Um, I did do 
a little bit because you only have six. Um, the SSD is kind of focused to be anti-squad, Annihilator, and Callus. And then the Turbo Laser Towers, you can just light one squad up if you need to. Um, but what I really think is interesting in this has to do with the new objectives. Um, I'm not going to talk about all of them. I am going to focus on the defense objective, which is fleet in being. And essentially the way this works is everybody gets objective tokens. Second player gets objective tokens equal to the command stack. So you get more. And then before you get attacked, you can discard a token to ready an exhausted defense token. Ooh. Right? And at the end of the game, for all the tokens that you keep, you get 15 points. Now, I just think Fleet in Being has a really interesting interaction with Palpatine um, because when everybody attacks you, they have to spend their tokens. So this is kind of going to make them think about keeping the token for the points at the end or spending it to ready their uh, defense token. So like either way, it's good because you're going to make them get rid of defense tokens or you're going to make them get rid of points at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Plus, with Sloan and doing things that Sloan does, you're going to be stripped. Like this whole thing just strips defense tokens. So, it, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played it yet. It's got a four point bid. Um, I'd like to get it on the table sometime soon. Maybe we'll do this at, at Dane Con and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, um, do you have that Commander Woldar on there, I assume, to get re rolls? No, I don't. No, there wasn't room. No, I mean there might be, but I just took I took Brunson and Callus because they're good. The other two um, objectives I took are surprise attack, which basically makes you your opponent put one of their ships out, and it has to start at speed zero, I believe. Let me okay. go check. It make it just makes you when deploying fleets, the first player must deploy their flagship, overlapping the station. So I they think- have to like put it wherever you put it. Yeah, I think the other ships have to go half the speed is what it is. Okay. Um, but yeah, the new objectives are all very second player friendly. I think we're going to start right. seeing bids for second as well and now, which is um, awesome. The last one I have is Doom Station, and just to summarize it real quick, you put the gravity rift in the middle, and then you put the station on the side, and it moves towards the, the gravity rift until it gets destroyed. Um, and it's kind of like contested outpost that whoever's sticking by the station gets points well with the ssd being so big you can kind of just block the station and just get it's 20 points every time you score Mm -hmm. because the new rules are you can't move obstacles underneath ships oh so it just stays there yeah you can just lock it down and it's big enough that you can put it out to block the station to begin with is the gravity rift going to be a problem with the ssd it all depends on how you deploy, because the gravity rift has to go in the center. Okay. So, but yeah. So you, um, you just have to make sure you're not going towards it. Right. But I mean, if, if you set up and your, your opponent is either going to go right across from you and just get lit up by the SSD, or they're going to deploy on the other side of the grav rift and maybe not get to you, and you're just going to be racking up points the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, again, I like I want to get this on the table. This is just what I was thinking about. Um but I think it could be good. We'll see. It'll probably be better, you know, if you tweak it a little bit. I mean, it's only the one ship activating. I know you get the pass token, and it's the six squads. I just like defenders. He's off. Yeah, no, sounds cool. Righteous. I dig it. All right, so uh, we are going to go on to our next 
segment, which is how my rim tastes. So let's put that over there. Oh dear God, what the heck is a rim job? Oh, why that's when you put your legs behind your head and have someone lick your ass. I can taste it. In my mouth is just so bittersweet. Right. All right, we're in it. We're in the rim. We're tasting it deep and hard. And speaking of deep and hard. We're going to let Dane finally talk about his Gen Con experience. He has a vaguely interesting story to tell about it, so <laughs> yeah. get get nuts, Dane. All right, so I, I think we're going to we're gonna Tarantino it a little bit. We're going to start at the end. So after my last game, um, one of the guys from FFG pulled me aside and told me that I was disqualified technically and would be removed from the standings. Lord, you can imagine where it goes from here. He fixes the cable. Okay, now we'll go back to the beginning. All right, so Dave, <laughs> man, that's that's tickling yeah. some taints right there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. juicy. Look at you, guys. Yeah, yeah. I get everybody good and hard for this one. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> so uh, first day, um, we all you know go to the tournament. Um, I actually played the entire first day at table two, which was cool. Um, my first game. I, I can't remember his list. Um, it was he was kind of a, he was a newer player, um, and uh, I it was a ten one. I scored four hundred to zero. It was a kind of a blowout. Um, I, I unfortunately can't remember. He was a really cool guy. I just I'm sorry I can't remember. Um, then in my second game, um, I played uh, Eric Snippafist on the forums. Um, he had a uh, a Riken Yavaris MSU, kind of MSU. I think it was five or six activations. Um, and it had, I think, six squadrons. It was full squad points, but they were almost all rogues, uh, with the exception of, I think it was Dutch and Wedge, but he had Hera to make them rogue. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, he took my targeting scramblers. Um, and he was doing that, that, that trick with Corin Horn I was talking about. Um, but he, he, I think, made a mistake and engaged Bosk. Um, one of my, uh, I should actually probably talk about my list first. Yeah. It probably a good idea. I don't know. Let's you back up. Should, Cause it's an awesome list. Yeah. I really like this. list. So this list started out as a joke, um, to just see if we could make two dicks work, uh, together, you know? Um, so it's, it's two interdictors and they're both kind of kitted out to, to heal and, and play defense. Um, so one of them, they're, they're basically loaded up the same. They have, uh, let's see. Targeting scramblers, or not targeting. Oh, well, yeah, they have targeting scramblers. One has grab shift reroute. The other one has the other grab shift. Uh, one's the one where you can move obstacles. The other one's the one where you can make them deploy at speed zero. Um, I don't remember what the other one is called. The grab well. Grab well, that's it. Um, and then, let's see. They both have projection experts. They both have heavy ion emplacements. Um, one has Wolf Yularen, the other has Brunson and the Interdictor title, as well as Madi. Um, this list started out with Jerry. I played it a few and just I, it kept seeming like when I lost a dick, it was like just barely. So I added Madi because the extra two hull I, I, I seemed to need. And I was never using Jerry, so I got rid of him. Um, and then I had a, a rogue squadron wing. Um, with uh, Jendon, who's the only non-rogue in the list. Uh, let's see, Bosk, IG-88, uh, Fire Spray, a generic Decimator, and Morna. 
So the kind of the idea with the list, which this wasn't the original idea, but in some games that I played with Alpha Man, we kind of discovered that the the way to play the list was to keep the fighters back and use them as a counterattack. Um, and it worked really well to use against things like the Thrawn 2 ships. So they could come in, and one of the things about a lot of those th- either Thrawn or Sloan Imperial fighter wings is they don't really have that much teeth beyond a couple of squadrons that they're using multiple times. And that's usually Morna and uh, Merit, you know, one or the other or both, uh, along with Jendon. So the idea here is that they attack my ships. I let them hit my ships. And, you know, things with targeting scramblers and multiple uses of Brunson. And I have multiple uses of targeting scramblers because each ship can use it on the same ship. Um, it, it makes it really easy to take that Alpha Strike on my ship. Um, and even with Sloan, they can pull off defense tokens. But with no ECMs and the way I'm, the amount of healing I can do, I, I just don't even really need defense tokens. So that's fine if you get rid of them. And I don't get to use them anyway because everybody always accuracies them. So it doesn't matter. Um, and I'm just spamming repairs and, and you know bringing five to six shields up on the, you know, the ship that's being attacked, which I try to make the Brunson ship um, so I can obviously mitigate more damage on it. And Wolf Yularen on the other ship keeps the, the engineering token going so I don't have to keep using engineering commands just to pass shields over. Um, so, and then I would counterattack with the squadron ball on uh, the enemy squadrons. And that way it allowed me to sort of have the alpha strike. Even though they were attacking me first, I was starting the squadron battle. So I would, you know, you get a, when you get the alpha strike, obviously you get a little bit of a leg up because you get to make more attacks than they do. Um, so in this game, um, against uh, Eric, he, he was doing a little trick with Corrin, getting him in and then bringing him back out in the beginning of the squadron phase. Um, but on his second time, I brought Bosk up because he was hitting more. So I put Bosk up so he would have to either shoot Bosk and then, you know, juice him up, or he would have to, you know, engage Bosk to shoot Morna, which is what he did. And I think he either thought Bosk was heavy or didn't even just didn't see him under the interdictor. Um because he was engaged with him, and he went to go move him. Can't. He's engaged with Bosk. Um, then I burned Corrin down, and then I was in the rest of his... Not the rest of his squadrons down. I killed most of his. He killed most of mine. I killed one of his ships, uh, you know, like a flotilla and, like, something else, like a Corvette or something. Um, and then I won that one 7-4. Um, game three, uh, I played a guy named John Laird. Um, he was a really cool dude. Um, he was running a, uh, a Sloan list. It was basically the same list that, uh, that the German world champion was running. Um, it was Sloan with kind of standard fighters, um, on Architans and what else was in there? A Quasar. And I think two Gazantes and I think that was it. Maybe a Raider. Oh, and then a Raider life that he ran away with. Um, and I tried to hunt the Raider down and, just didn't really work. He he really delayed on that, um, delayed the attack, and then finally came in because he, he would eventually realize that what I was trying to do. He realized what I was trying to do, holding my squads back. And he's like, and he even said it to me. He's like, the second I jump my squads in there, you're gonna I'm gonna hit your ship, then you're gonna heal back and counterattack, and then I'm gonna lose. And then he's like, well, I got to try it eventually. So he did it. Then I killed Merrick, 
And once Merrick was dead, I kind of realized he had no real way to hurt my ships. Um, so I could just shoot at his squadrons and not, I could just kind of ignore his ships. Um, cause the one Architans and the Quasar and then the, the non Merrick squadrons just, there's just not that much damage there. I mean, I can heal almost all of that in a single turn. Um, so he kind of realized that and disengaged, but I was able to get his Architans and then we kind of went even on fighters. Um, and, uh, I ended up winning that one six, five. Um, let's see. Uh, and then the last game, the, uh, I guess fiasco started, um, I went out to meet Bill and Brian to grab a beer and we were kind of bullshit. And I had a, you know, I finished my game three pretty early. Um, so I thought I had a bunch of time. So I was just kind of bullshitting out there and then kind of went back in and realized that I had showed up late, uh, for the, for that game. Um, so I was disqualified. Um, and I was told I would get zero tournament points and then, um, so that was it. I, you know, I, I got a zero. Um, uh, my opponent was uh, Dan Buis, who's a super cool guy. He's local to uh, local Indianapolis. I actually, I think I played him last year, actually, as well. Um, so we just played a game because it was kind of like, well, we both have two hours. What do we want to do, you know? Um, so we played a game. You know, he got super aggressive with his Radis list, um, and it didn't really go real well. He came in, dropped Radis, and I had that token for the uh, the deployment token. Um, was in there just for Radis. So I forced him to deploy in an area he didn't want to, so he wasn't speed zero. Um, and then I was able to bring down the, the Radis ship. And uh, I won that one 9-2, but it didn't count. So, And what, what he had told me, we talked about it after the game, was that you know what he was going to do was take second and run away. So it would have ended in a 5-6 in his favor had we played it. After the game, um, we went and looked at the score, and I'm in eighth place. Um, going into the fourth round, I had 23 tournament points, and I now had 28 tournament points and was in eighth place um, for the top eight cut. So I told the TO and the tournament a couple of times, you know, hey, I think you guys made a mistake. You know, I don't think I have the right number of points. They told me I was wrong. I told them again. I'm like, I know I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong because 23 plus zero is not 28. Um, but they vehemently told me I was wrong and I should stop talking about it or whatever. So I did. And I showed up the next day to play the game. Um, and so the next day was the cut. Um, there were eight, eight guys, of eight of us, obviously. Um, and uh, played three more games. Uh, my first game, uh, I played an Akbar list with no squadron. He had fleet ambush in his list. I honestly have no idea how this list got to the top eight with all the squadron fleets that were there. Um, and, and with fleet ambush in his list, um, he picked. He, he chose to go second. Um, and yeah, I picked his fleet ambush. Um, he brought his, his Jaina's Light, an MC-80, and an, uh, an Assault yeah, I think at least one GR-75, but I don't remember if there were two. Um, he kind of got the Jaina's Light art too far out, and the squads just ate, him, ate it up. And then the same thing happened to his Assault Frigate, and then eventually his MC-80. It's just 
those squadrons against no squadrons, it just it was nasty. It, it just his ships just melted, and he kind of fed them to me one at a time. Um, so I was able to stay out a long range of more than one of them. Real well for my 400 to zero again. Um, so I'm at table one, which was awesome. Um, and uh, I run in, my opponent is John Larison, who I had played the previous. We deployed, um, he deployed to run away, and we kind of just see it at, at the beginning of the game. Like, he's like, I'm not going over there. Are you, are you coming in through here? I was like, nope. So we called that a 6 5 in my favor. And then the last game, uh, I played against Schmitty. He had a, a Garm dumpster fire list. He's got a really good write-up about it. If you guys you should just go, honestly, you should go read it. But uh, it was a bunch of lightweight ships that really used Garm like incredibly effectively. I've never seen anybody use Garm like this. It uh, he used like all of his Garm tokens, and he used all of them to effect. Um, and there was a point in the game where he used a nav token with his nav teams that he got from Garm that because Garm had just reloaded him, and I think he's is it turn five that Garm reloads. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was turn five then, and he needed this extra click to get his liberty out of like the kill box, and then he was able to get away. It got away with one hull on it. I had also just whiffed two shots with a, a decimator and a fire spray. Either either one of those rolls a hit, and I get that ship. If that happens, I think he still wins the game. Um, but I think I end up, you know, we end up placing differently. Um, but anyways, he was the only one that was, and, uh, the obvious reason is because I was forced to remove the balls from one, my dick. Um, <laughs> I, I played the whole tournament with, uh, a set of truck nuts hanging from one of my dicks to denote the flagship, obviously. So, uh, I, I got all, all kinds of good comments too. Like there were so many people coming over to me and just being like, dude, look, it's truck nuts. And just like taking pictures. I think I had like a dozen people ask to take pictures of it. So, but they made me take my balls off because apparently it's sexually suggestive. Notice not and, uh, and slap them off like they threatened Discord. <laughs> oh, did they threaten to slap them off? Yeah, I think I saw someone. Threaten That's them awesome. Off. Well, nobody tried to Some slap them off. Um, people tried to bring the dick down, but as long as the balls were there, I did not lose one. Um, <laughs> so obviously, everybody knows the power of the balls. They took my balls, and I lost my power, and I lost a dick, and I lost my first game of the day, or of the of the tournament. Every dog uh, I've ever had understands. Yeah, exactly. They just sleep, and they get fat, and they're like, life is over. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, but it was a great game. I mean, Schmitty played amazing. He was the only one to deploy in the Speed Zero bubble which I, I think is actually the secret to beating my list is you just ignore that because it allows me to like push them out to the sides and get them away from me. And it allows me to control which direction they're coming at. And it allows me to pick which dick they shoot at, which is the one I want them to shoot at, which is the one with Brunson. Nobody else deployed in it. And he was the only one that beat me. But because he deployed in it because he knew he was getting arm to he could just bring it up to speed and not have to worry about it. So, yeah, so it, it worked out really good. I mean, Schmitty's a great player. He's a great opponent. Uh, it was a really good game. It was one of the better games I've ever played. And, uh, yeah, he beat me fair and square, and he he certainly deserved, uh, deserved his win. But, uh, yeah, so basically what happened is because the, after this third game, 
they realized they made a mistake with the scoring from the previous day. Um, so I was technically removed from the standings. So at the, the end of the standings, it said first, second, me with a zero next to my name. And then the person who came in fourth had a three next to their name. I did still get a world's invite. So they, uh, you know, they, um, so I was, you know, I mean, I was fine with it, especially cause I didn't win. Had I, had I won, I would have been a little more upset about, um, not getting, you know, whatever that prize support was. Cause I didn't get the top four prize support, which was, uh, like ship tray things, um, which, you know, fine, but I would have been pretty upset if I would have missed out on like the championship stuff. And I do feel a little better about like going and playing it because like, had I made it on time, I would have made it still. Because they gave me the score I would have gotten had he depl- taken second and ran away. So it had that happened, I would have ended it. But yeah, so, but it was, you know, it was a fun tournament. Uh, kind of the only negative about it was just that I wasn't able to play Song of Ice and Fire. Or, you know, there's some other things I missed because I was playing Armada for two days, um, which was a little annoying, I will say, honestly. It was a lot of Armada, especially when the game was a little stale. Now that we've got some new stuff, that'll be a lot fresher, but. So yeah, that's kind of the story. I feel like I've talked for like forty-five minutes now, and everybody's bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was only like twenty. All right, cool. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know if anybody has comments or questions or whatever, but no, that was a long yeah. time. It was really long. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, how prime? How deep are we into this episode? How many? How much? We've got an hour and a half of recording time. So probably hour fifteen of actual content. Really? God, it feels like three hours. Yeah, it feels like we've been at this for a long time. Yeah, probably because my story took forty five minutes. We might need to like cut that out. <laughs> no, we were talking about like the upgrades and shit for about a solid hour. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I mean, all they have left to talk about is War of the Ring. I guess, yeah. I mean, we were going to talk about other shit, but let's not do that. Let's just talk about... All right. Hey, we're going to current hole, but not my bottom, bitch. And we it's going to be a quick one. We're going to burn through it, wrap this episode up. So if you don't give a shit about um, other things besides Armada, stop listening and fuck off. Otherwise, we'll see you. I'll tell you what I'm doing this weekend. I'm getting laid. Six girls in college, maybe seven. I got a girl. Alright, we're at Cornhole, but I'm my bottom bitch, and here we talk about other things we're playing uh, that are not Armada. Uh, we just have something quick-ish interesting to talk about in that there's a game that the Mats played, and it was for the title of Alpha, to see if Prime could get it back, because we've determined that any time the Mats play, no matter <laughs> no matter what the fucking game is, they're playing for the title of Alpha, irregardless. So Alpha is always on the line. Alpha will never not be on the line. So, um, they played War of the Ring, which seems pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. And, and we're going to let them talk about it. Yeah, so um, War of the Ring, it's kind of a heavy-ish, um, theme-heavy game. It's, it's, it's kind of like um, Lord of the Rings in a box. Kind of like how Rebellion is Star Wars in a box. It, it, it feels a lot like... Um, like if you set out to make a Lord of the Rings version of Rebellion, 
and we all love Rebellion here. And uh, yeah, if you play Rebellion, you can slide into this game very easily. There's a lot yeah. of the same kind of feel and play play to it. Yeah, and it definitely had different mechanics and things like that. Like for example, um, one of the primary mechanics in the game is that you roll dice to determine what actions you can take each turn. So you're selecting dice, and then you get to perform an action um, that corresponds with the die. So it's got a little bit of a random element to it, um, and you have to you have to be kind of flexible in your strategy because of that. The armies don't move around fast on the map. You've basically got this big map of uh, Middle Earth that looks awesome. Um, you've got a lot of cool game pieces, miniatures representing all the different uh, races and, and whatnot. Um, and it's, it's a cool game. There are, there are four different ways for the game to end. Um, the free peoples can either win a military victory or they can win by uh, throwing the ring into Mount Doom. Uh, Shadows and Sauron can win by military force or by corrupting the fellowship. So it's uh, really cool. It's uh, dripping in theme. And, uh, it was a good time. And uh, as you all know, I'm still Alpha, so uh, you know who won. Nice. Hard burn. No, was it, was, it was a really good game. It, it really felt like you were playing the Lord of the Rings events and you, it, it was really immersive. Like if you're a fan of the books or the movies, I mean, it was, you, you, you were and, able to and it was really out. intense too. Like it, it went right down to the end. It was like, if, uh, I, if I could hold on for just like another turn, I can, I can, I can potentially get Frodo to throw the ring into the fire. And... No, I just couldn't hold out. Elves are weak. they got rolled up pretty quick yeah 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 and it's it's asymmetric too just like rebellion like uh we've talked a lot about rebellion so that's why i'm comparing it but like in rebellion you've got the empire stomping all over the map and the rebels are kind of hiding out and uh you, you got to pick your battles and it's the same kind of way sauron's forces outnumber the free peoples by a lot Sauron's forces can come back. Three peoples, you know, what you have is what you have, and if they die, they die, and they don't come back. So that's an interesting um, mechanical asymmetry that uh, that really makes the two different sides feel different. And uh, but, but the, I despite feel that, the, the the best part the too is like good. You, the, he said you can the the free peoples have a potential to win in a military victory. All they have to do is take two strongholds, and that doesn't sound like a lot. But if you're the free peoples, you, you 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 might as well just you know conquer the whole world while you're at it. Because it, it, it is like it is so, so the, the the way the armies and everything's set up, it you could you could do it potentially, but that's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really going to it, it might happen quiet. one time out of twenty, but it's not going to happen all that often. Is it set up in such a way that like the forces are reasonably even at the beginning, but since Sauron's able to like constantly make new ones as the game goes on, they become really overwhelming. Um, I, I would say that uh, the Shadow forces Sauron's guys—they're—they're they have quite a few more at the start, and uh, but they also do ramp up a lot quicker. So it's a little bit of both. Okay, so so but I mean, because it sounds like from you guys, the way the game goes is that. Either 
the Sauron wins militarily or the ring gets delivered? I mean, cause is it, or is corrupting the fellowship like a legit option? I, I almost had the fellowship corrupted too. So yeah. it seems like a legit option. And I think, I think uh, a free people's military win is on the table too. You just got to play it right. Okay. And the dice have to fall like your aggressive. way. And yeah. Is that one of those plays where like, if it fails, you just lose? Probably. Okay. What is that? So how did the free people's win military? militarily so they just have to take strongholds as well but so the difference is that uh the free peoples only have to take four points worth of strongholds so and well sauron has to take 10 to win so the bar is okay. a lot lower but it's it's a lot harder to achieve just because you're, you're dealing with such a limitation on your resource when by the time you even get your forces to Sauron's strongholds right isn't it like uh, no, they're they're fairly spread out throughout the map. There's a there's okay. a good mix of good and evil strongholds. So nothing's really more than like four spaces away, I guess. Probably. Okay. So cool. everything's pretty close. Yeah. But really cool. I'm really excited to play it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really excited to check it out. Maybe we should probably bring it up to DaneCon. Yeah, I'll hook you up with my copy. Nice. Yeah, it's an excellent idea, actually. So. All right, cool. All right, so do we have? Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about? Oh, we have um, uh, I, some upcoming up, up, upcoming uh, events we want to talk about real quick. Oh yeah, please do. Yeah, plug it, plug away. All right, so uh, the next one coming up is the twenty first of September at Fun for All in Ypsilanti, Michigan. It's going to be an Armada Sector Fleet game, six hundred points. Hope to see you there. What was he doing, like 600 points or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, a 600-point sector fleet event. Probably be three rounds. So bring your SSDs if you want them. Um, you want them. You want them, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the big one coming up for us, though, in the area is the Michigan GT. Mm-hmm. It is the weekend of October 11th, 12th, and 13th. Uh, the Armada mm-hmm. and Legion events are going to be on the 12th. They have their own website. So just search Michigan GT. Yep. And, and, and a Song of Ice and Fire is going to be there, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah that, as well as Legion. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, and we'll, we'll have guys Legion. playing in all three of those. Yeah, and, and there's also a Legion, Armada, Legion and a Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good time. It's a nice uh, That's in the uh, the Lansing area, too. Yeah, so. it's a nice little event. I was uh, I ran the last year. We had a pretty small show out last year, but we've got uh, I think fourteen already signed up for Armada um, with a few slots left. And uh, you know we're still early enough now that if we sell out, they'll uh, they'll open up some more for us. So um, the more people we get, the better prize support we're going to get. Um, last year we had pretty good prize support. I mean, I think the uh, Ed, the winner, we had some. We all got some special cards that uh, I've never seen anywhere else uh, out of FFG that I've got. I think it was a, a plastic. I think it was the it was plastic. Double-sided Sierra 90s. Uh, that's what it was. Double-sided Sierra 90. They gave those um, to Did they? Okay. Yeah. Well, I hadn't seen it. At, <laughs> I hadn't seen it up till that point then. Uh, and he also got a hammerhead and uh, like a mug. And I know he got some dice as well. And... Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of prize support, and in addition to we'll have some FFG stuff as well. But you know, the, the GT throws in some things too. So uh, it's it's a great event. Um, it's a good time. So yeah, everybody should come out. They've got X Wing there as well. If you're into that, 
Um, and yeah. pretty much every miniatures war game you can think of. I think there's like 40 or some different games there. Yeah, it's mainly like a 40K tournament, I think. And then yeah, that's else. definitely how it started. Um, and they, you know, they do a great job as well if you're for Legion or, you know, if you're into 40K or some of those other games. Like yep. And we are actually, the podcast will be sponsoring a table or two for Legion that we'll be setting up. So you can, you can play on an ORJ table. Nice. Lucky for you. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else, guys? No. No. All right. Thanks for joining us this episode. And we will see you guys at the next one. Later. Bye.
Yeah. Um, yeah all right, you're so back. And you're gone yep. again. Wait, who was Brian? I think, I think he's just. Or you're just not talking. Uh, yeah, I think he's just waiting for, to let someone else speak for once. <laughs> well, not for once. That sounded snarky, but you know. What I mean. No, he was in the middle of a sentence. You talking about me? Yeah, you were cutting yeah. out. Oh, you would talk, and then someone else would talk, and it seemed like you were just pausing to let someone else speak. Oh no, I don't know if I'm that considerate. Yeah, it's very unlike Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are hearing me okay now, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. God, fuck it. This fucking disc. Discord's better, but it's still we're having issues. You guys all sound perfectly clear on my end. I think the problem with yours, Bill, is is some kind of connection issue with your microphone. I switched I to a computer. I'm not on my phone. Yeah, anymore. if you guys switch to computers, it'll be a lot more stable, I think. <sighs> <laughs> Bill's so annoyed right now. <laughs> I, am, I am, like, infinitely annoyed at this point. All right, so problem, problem for another day. I Well, no, fuck off. I'm going to switch it. Let me. I got an iPad. Do you think an iPad would work better? It's maybe. the same as your phone, but yeah. maybe... All right, fucking, you guys talk about shit. I'm going to switch around. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? 